Good morning to all of you as we gather in this most interesting way this morning. My hope is that you are all well on this absolutely glorious day. We are going to have a little bit of a different type of worship service, obviously, this morning. Um, it's going to be no music and a lot of prayer. And as we enter into this few weeks apart, I hope that you will remember that I am always available uh, for anything that you might need. Let us prepare our hearts and our minds for our worship. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. The hour is coming and is now here. In spirit and truth, let us worship God. And now I'm going to take you through prayers of intercession and the prayers of the people. As I pray these words, I hope that you will pray along with me in your way. Let us pray for the needs of the world, saying, Wellspring of mercy, hear our prayer. Saving God, you are the giver of living water, the source of deepest compassion, the fountain of eternal life. Therefore, we pray to you, Wellspring of mercy, hear our prayer. For all who are thirsty, Thirsty for a life of meaning, thirsty for a word of grace, thirsty for a drink of water, wellspring of mercy, hear our prayer. For all who are weary, weary from life's long journey, weary from quarreling and testing, weary from pain or grief, wellspring of mercy, hear our prayer. For all who are broken, broken by sin and suffering, broken by hard disappointment, broken by acts of violence, wellspring of mercy, hear our prayer. Living God, through your spirit, pour your love into our hearts, your grace into our lives, your healing into our world until the earth is filled with your glory as the waters cover the sea. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from Exodus, chapter 17, verse 1 through 7. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by, the, by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. 
I will be standing there in front of you on the rock of Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, here we are in this third week of Lent, and boy, do we have some things to think and talk about these days. I'm coming to you this morning from an undisclosed location. Just kidding, it's the parsonage. Definitely not the Bahamas. The passage today seems almost too fitting because it is such a great reminder of exactly who God is and where God is. These verses in Exodus fall into what some call the murmuring stories. These stories occur in Exodus and Numbers and are tied to the wandering of the Israelites in the desert. They are found both before Moses receives the law on Sinai and after. While the stories in Numbers focus on God's anger and punishment, the verses in Exodus 15 through 17 emphasize on God's provision for an anxious people. It can sometimes be maddening to read the stories of the wanderers as so often they just seem to never listen and always to question. However, when we take a look at the full context of their history, before God makes the covenant with them on Sinai, there's a good reason that these people do not seem to trust anything that Moses or God is doing for them. As they start their journey into the wilderness, They still have the mark of slavery on them. And as we know from all forms of slavery, these people had not been treated well. Even as they had seen some miracles as they had made their way through the desert, it is still a very taxing journey and a daily struggle for survival. They are so concerned at their lack of water and so fed up with with following Moses that they're actually beginning to think they would have been better off staying in Egypt as slaves to the Pharaoh, than to be out there wandering around without such a basic need as water. The people had no faith in Moses, that he was doing everything he could for them. Moses seemed to be playing messenger of the people just as much as he was giving the people the messages of God. And so God makes sure that the people get their water, and that there is a show made out of it as well, so that there can be no doubt that God is providing for the people and that Moses is indeed doing everything on his own po- in his own power to help them. Scripture tells us that Moses named this place where the rock was struck and potable water came springing forth, Massa, the place of testing, and Meribah, the place of quarreling. And he said, as he made his way, made a way for the people to get to the water, is the Lord among us or not? That is quite a question, especially in the times we are in right now, as many of us are trying to find that balance between preparedness and mild concern and chaos with a total meltdown. We have to stand back and think, is the Lord among us or not? It is a question that we often have to ask ourselves regardless of whether we are facing a global pandemic or not. 
Fear and a lack of trust can strike at any time. And it is also a, a heavy question that we contemplate during our Lenten disciplines. It is so easy to get off track, to let outside opinions and actions sink into our thought process. We can start to let what has happened to us in the past dictate how we are going to respond in the future. Our trust in God, though we believe it to be strong, can waver when our lives feel off track. And then, like the people in the desert, we might lash out at the person trying to help us the most. But try as we might, even when we as a people and individually make God angry with us, there is always love. I remember my mother telling me throughout my life that there was nothing I could ever do, no matter what, that would cause her to stop loving me. And try as I might, and believe me, I've put her to the test plenty. She still loves me. I have worn her patience to the bone. I have angered her to the point of not needing to be in the same area code as me. I have frustrated her almost to the point of no return. She has punished me. She has let me know when I've been off track, and she has let me know when it is time to shape up or ship out. But she has never stopped loving me. Not once. Not ever. When I finally figured that out, I, once I had that trust in her, I stopped testing, stopped pushing, and began to have a better relationship with her. Our relationship with God is like that. The answers to all of the questions we have are available to us. They are all around us. Last week I mentioned that often we cannot see the forest or the trees because we overthink and overreach for solutions. Sometimes when we are looking for guidance from God or looking for an answer to a particularly hard question, we somehow expect the intervention of God or the answer to come in some grandiose way. Because we read and love the scriptures, we start to look for the answers from God to come through a burning bush, water from a rock, or a voice in the clouds. It doesn't always come that way. Sometimes the answers to life's tough questions come through modest ways, like a baby born in a stable. In order for God to gain the trust of the Israelites, he needed to make the water appear in a grand gesture. The elders of the tribes needed to see with their own eyes that Moses struck the rock with the very staff that affected the Nile. Once God had gained the trust of the wanderers, Moses received the law. God made covenant with the people of Israel that they would never be alone, that they would never be forgotten. Unfortunately, throughout scripture and throughout history, that lesson has been forgotten time from time to time, and God has needed to set us straight. Because we are a people that live after the events on Mount Sinai, we do not need grand gestures to know that we are loved by our Creator. That love is in the faces of our family and friends. It is in the laughter of the people we chat with while we're in line at the grocery store. God has kept the covenant, and now it is our time to show that we too can keep that covenant. Is the Lord among us or not? We can decide the answer to that question every day, even in every moment of our lives.
and we can decide the answer when we start quarreling about what is happening around us. We can decide the answer when our lives go back to normal in a few weeks and we have nothing more to complain about than how much money and time to spend on a project. During these next few weeks, we can find that answer in how we continue to worship, how we continue to study, how we continue to pray for one another. I urge you all to remember that some may be absolutely terrified with the state of the world right now. So be gentle with those that you encounter when you do go out. Remember that in the midst of trial, we are still the body of Jesus Christ as we need to spend time apart for the greater good of everyone. Remember that your church family is still here. Remember that your pastor still loves you. Yes, even you who tests her patience and doesn't quite know how to trust her. And remember that, yes, with 100% certainty, the Lord is among us. Amen. The hour is coming and the hour is now here. Go forth to worship the Lord your God in the spirit and in truth, in all that you say and do. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, springing up like living water, fill your heart and flow through your life. Peace be with you, friends, until we meet again. Amen.